Hey, this is Taya, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Taya. Taya recently released her self-titled album. You can catch her on the sing-along tour. Grab your tickets at tayaofficial.com. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Brothers, I have a story to tell. Jesse, how are you feeling this evening? I'm a little hoarse. (laughs) And... (laughs) Jesse's been dealing with yeah. the, the COVID-19. Yeah, we're all a little actually, sick. At least, at least I sound good. I just don't. I, I just can't hear myself. The so the ones that live up north <laughs> are sick, and the one that lives in Florida is perfectly fine. Just so we can clear that up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, it's gonna be cold here in a few oh, days. So be like, bless your <laughs> bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> Well, we all grew up watching Popeye the Sailor Man, right? We love Popeye. Well, interesting fact that I stumbled upon the other day. Popeye was based off a real guy. His name was Frank Rocky Fiegel, and he was born in Poland on January 27, 1868. He immigrated with his family to America, where in 1887 he joined the Navy. When Popeye's creator met him, he was a retired sailor contracted uh, by Weebush, I hope I'm saying that right, tavern in the city of Chester, Illinois, to clean and maintain order. He had a reputation to be always involved in fighting. So he had a deformed eye, which they called him the Pop Eye. He had demonstrated his strength in so many fights that he became a local legend says that he also smoked his pipe, so he spoke only with one side of his mouth. When he was with children, he held the pipe with the, with the corner of his mouth and told him, told them the antics of his youth, often boasting of his physical strength and loudly claiming that spinach is the food that makes him invincible. Popeye's character creator, Elsie Sagar, was born in Chester, Illinois as well, and was one of the children who had the privilege of hearing his stories in person um, of the former sailor. Hmm. There you go. The real man, and I know you can't. You Google our listeners can't see this, but yeah, Google is that is a real picture. And also, I was wondering. So, I wonder if that means olive oil is based off of a real person. And guess what? It is. Wow, I, I, I didn't was she find like a rural, picture, real skinny and stuff? Picture, like but they said that her? she's based on a, uh, on a on someone that was real as well. I, I couldn't find a picture though. Wow. But the, if you Google him, he looks pretty much like the cartoon character that you 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 know you grew up watching. And there was an old movie. I don't know if y'all remember, probably from the eighties. That movie is not old Popeye. because I'm from the eighties as um, well. And if you call that movie old, you're calling me old. <laughs> well, it's 2023. The eighties were a little while ago now. So, but it's actually a pretty decent movie, and uh, Robin Williams does a great job playing Popeye the Sailor Man. Wait, they made a movie, a real movie out of it. This is coming out? from our brother that was yes. born in the nineties. It is called Popeye. Wait, it's it's already out. Yeah, Robin Williams played Popeye, okay. and so um, I, if you Google it, it'll probably say. And olive oil was what Shelley Duvall or what yeah, was I don't. Yeah, I think so, but yeah, I think those were the only two characters that we would know of. But Popeye the Sailor Man, folks, was a it real makes guy. Me named wonder what Frank other cartoons Fiegel. are based off of real Pretty people, interesting. like Foghorn Langhorn, Yosem- Yos- Yosemite Bugs Sam, <laughs> Elmer Fudd. Scooby Doo Doo. Elmer Fudd Elmer was based Fudd. off of our grandpa. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. We did sit down recently with Taya with Hillsong United, and uh, it was a good interview. Uh, we get to hear her American yeah. accent. Do you guys uh, recall her trying to do that Southern twang accent? 
she is, uh, like we said, going on tour on the sing-along tour with some of our friends, Phil Wickham, Leland, and um, Matt Marr. So that is actually coming up, I think, next week it starts. And so go to her website, tayofficial.com, to find the city that it's nearest you. Taya, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us this evening. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so what we'd like to do with a lot of the artists that we interview, we like to um, do some social media stalking. Um, some say we're like the Christian TMZ sometimes <laughs> of podcasts. And so you do these quarterly reminders sometimes and you post pictures of, you know, maybe a bad hair day or you know, different scenarios. And, and I catch myself sometimes too, when I open up my phone and the camera slipped at my face and it's like, like the, not the prettiest face. So I get what you, where you're going from. You know, I get, I get that. No, I love that. I love that you've, um, that you've dubbed yourself the Christian TMC. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't give ourselves oh, that name. Who it was? Someone it was else told us that one. It was in, it was in jest. We had a comedian on, and they were That's joking, awesome. and um, and we just were kind of like, yeah. we'll take it. <laughs> revealing, revealing diamonds in the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good tagline. That's awesome. No, I. It's my favorite thing to do. I think just to remind myself, and hopefully other people, to not take themselves too seriously. I don't know. I feel like with all Instagram and we make it the highlights and the great, you know, reels and the good audio, all that kind of stuff. And with some of the amount of thought that we put into captions, sometimes it's good just to be like, you know what, we're actually humans and I prefer a filter free life anyway, because that's the real me. So sometimes I just do it just to poke yeah. fun at myself and also to just personally, so I wouldn't take myself too seriously and, just go, this actually happens more often than not. So yeah, sometimes they're so bad where later I'm like, it's okay. I'm already married. It doesn't even matter. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Oh, it's, it's, it's always good to have that reminder of just laugh, have fun. It doesn't um, matter. Oh, Especially I'm, on social media, like putting that facade of like, this is how my social media looks like. This is it. You know what you see. So I love when people are just like, all right, well, this is actually how it is being a dad of two. And this is, yes. you know, whatever. Like, real, life. real life. Oh, yeah. So that. Taya, how did you get, How let's tell us a little bit about your journey in starting in Hillsong and everything like that. Basically, I'm a church kid. I was mm -hmm. blessed to grow up in a Christian home and from a you know a smaller country town and my parents were super involved they were elders of this local church that we we're a part of and when I say tiny I mean like 20 people was like Jesus is coming back revival is hitting this place um, and that was a big Sunday and yeah but there was something that was um I think you know seated in my heart from from those early days of learning to love the house of God and to love people and to love his presence. And it was a super Pentecostal church. When I say that, yes, I was a part of the Timber team. Yes. Had a <laughs> it. And yes, I still can bang around a tambourine pretty well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah, uh, Christian, uh, Christian community church. Um, uh, but it was something that I'm so grateful for because I feel like, just personally, um, you know, I think about teenagers having to grow up in the world that we grow up, you know, that we're living in today. Um, I'm just grateful that I was, you know, told about Jesus, about the power of, you know, the name of Jesus, um, how sweet and beautiful his presence is, how holy he is. Um, cause I feel like it's those things that held me, um, and even just knowing to be a part of a community, you know, it says in the new Testament to don't, um, forsake the gathering together of the saints and breaking bread and praying together and reading scripture together. And I think that's what held me when, um, through a few little circumstances, um, my parents were no longer within that, um, church that we grew up in. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm a teenager, my parents aren't in church anymore. And I get to decide, you know, where the rubber hits the road. What do I believe in? 
isn't my parents' yeah. faith or isn't my own. And I'm so grateful for those seeds that they place into like my life and my heart because I was like, no, I need community and had one bad party when I was 17 and I was like, I'm a heathen. I need good Jesus loving people <laughs> around me. And so I found a local church with a good um, youth group and an amazing worship team to be a part of. And it was from that church that I transitioned and moved to Sydney at 21. Um, and still some of my dearest friends are in that church to this day. And, um, you know, I told my parents I'm going to go become a signed recording artist. Uh, I had, you know, the correct line, which is I could comfort, you know, comfortably say, mom, I'm now a recording artist Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only since this last year, but, um, God redeems all things. Um, and, but I had no idea what I was doing. So I just joined the local church, which was our city campus, uh, part of Hillsong, one of the many campuses in Sydney and was just a youth leader. Cause I couldn't even be a part of the creative team just because I was working in retail and, the Lord has a sweet sense of humor. And also I'm grateful for those, I guess, what I would call hidden years. I got to, um, you know, just sit in church and not be known. And um, I was just serving and, and I was discovering what it was to disciple young girls. And I'm sure I did many, many things wrong, many things right. Like just, a you know, a learning journey of, you know, um, what we're actually all called to do which is, you know, go and make disciples, uh, spread the gospel and learn how to love people well, truly. And so it was from there that um, I got to be a part of the United Zion recording, which is in, it happened in 2012 because it was a studio record. Um, you know, and again, I'd only been a part of our church for a couple of years, again, as a youth leader, more in like a hidden type of role, which I we kind of said at the start of this when we were just getting to chat and, and um, meet each other that the Lord is so kind to let us be involved in what we get to be involved in, in the music industry in some way, shape or form. Because if you had asked me when I was that 21 year old, I would have no idea. And I yeah. would hate to think where I would have ended up had God not you know intervened and said, no, I think this is the direction that you should be going in. So it's been 10 years um, since that recording with, united which was as crazy as it sounds you know um yeah i came in to do some bvs which is like backing vocals and they said can you come in the next day because we have this other song and i almost missed the opportunity because i said this is so silly i got it was i was on a holiday it was the first retail holiday that i'd had you know that year and um i said actually i'd like to go to the night markets because i'm really into thrifting yeah. And so one of the guys was like, you prefer to go to a night market instead of being in the studio with United? And I was like, well, I guess when you put it like that, I'll come to the studio <laughs> and I'll go after. And um, I'm really glad that I made it in because we saw Oceans that night. So <laughs> thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and the rest is kind of um, the Lord's history. Yeah, it's kind of it been is. sweet and crazy and um, – yeah, and just God, but God truly. That's awesome. And, and you had mentioned um, about your uh, your first album uh, that came out this past <laughs> summer. Um, tell us a little bit about that process and and uh, what was that like, and what was the Lord doing uh, in that? And then also, where'd you come up with the the title? That's pretty in depth. <laughs> Well, I, I'll just say on the title thing, um, it felt like the easiest way to differentiate what I was a part of and will still be a part of. Um, I'm still a part of United. Yeah. Um, and I actually just came off the road uh, with Tomlin and United, and I actually got to open for this last third leg of that tour, which was so precious to me because I had never yeah. sung my own songs on a tour before, and I've been mm. doing this almost 10 years. So it felt incredibly sweet. And um, there's always this moment in the night where I just make a joke because I think people freak out that they're not going to hear Oceans. And I was like, don't worry. I'm still a part of United. It's coming up. <laughs> Everyone's like laughing. Like, like, oh, like, it's my favorite song. So I'm like, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, the title, it just was like, ah, oh, it's kind of the easiest way just to say this is me completely where 
I wrote the songs as well, and it's my expression of who Jesus is to me. Um, but how it all came about, I there's a parable in the Bible, and it talks about there's an amazing, um, well, actually, he's kind of described as a harsh man, like a harsh leader, and he has three servants, and he gifts them these talents, which are like um, not your talents, like he is a good painter, and she is a great, you know, seamstress. No, it's more like um, little money bags, and basically... I would like you to do well with what I give you. I want you to, in, you know, um, increase what I give you. And so when I come back, I can see what you've done with it. And the person who was given five money bags doubled it. The one who was given three money bags doubled it. And then the one who was given one, um, when the master came back, he asked him and he said, oh, I actually just buried it. So I have it here for you. Nothing's happened to it. Here it is. Um, but the master got so mad Um and he's just like, you didn't even put it in a bank. You didn't try to um, double what I gave you. And he said, well, I knew that you were a, a harsh man and I was afraid, so I didn't do anything with it. And I was reading that parable for a couple of years, just like, you know, when you're like, you're reading scripture and you feel like the Holy Spirit's like, Meh. and then you just like flip the page and then you read it again and the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, this is a thing. Um, <laughs> and I just felt, challenge that I had put down songwriting maybe out of um slight laziness but it was actually pride um because I thought it was humility of like no like it's okay and I'm busy and but fake humility is pride right. and it's yeah. not being willing to show yeah. someone your song to get feedback or not willing to give your idea um for fear of someone's reaction and I totally was that person. And it wasn't until Jad in end of 2019, um, one of my United brothers was just sharing at our local creative team night. And he just said, um, and he, he was saying it to a general crowd of people of like, you know, when you aren't willing to bring that gift and when you aren't willing to receive feedback, it's actually just pride. Like, let's just call it what it is. And I was like, yeah. Like just dying going, are you reading my journal with the Lord? Because it's kind of coming up and yeah. yeah. Right. And I chatted with Joel as well. Um, just about, he had always like, he always like knew I could songwrite, but hadn't really seen any, I guess, fruit to <laughs> back it up. He had a lot of faith in me. Um, and so I, after that message, I sent him a song that I'd written like seven years before that. And I said, don't sugarcoat it. Tell me honestly what you think about this song. Here we go. And then he wrote back and he's like, yeah, 100%, you could do this. And so then with that, I don't know, sometimes I just needed that encouragement of someone who is further along in the journey just to be like, hey, there's gold there. You can do this. Which again, I think it comes from the gathering together of the saints and being together and being a part of a community of believers. Um, we're also called to do that to other people. And I pray that I would do that to other people and call out the gold, just like he was doing in my life. And so then it came to 2020, had all these elaborate plans, like we're going to go to Nashville and London and we'll write with everyone. And and then the world shut down. Traveling in 2020. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. The world was like, yeah, you know, and everything just like stopped. But um, the silver lining for me personally in that season was the fact that I started writing on zoom and it was in my living room and it was where I felt the most comfortable and the safest. And it was on the piano that my husband gave me for my 30th birthday. And he said, this comes with no strings attached. I know this is going to strengthen your relationship and your time with God. So here you go. And um, it kind of just came from there. It was, a crazy moment to get to write with John Guerra, who's also the producer of the record. And um, some would say that it was, um, you know, everyone had an idea of who they thought would produce my record, if I'm being honest, from the label side of things. Um, but when I wrote with John, he just felt like a kindred spirit. And I call him John, John the Baptist because um, he's kind and he's so potent and he loves Jesus and yeah, and he's just, you know, um, just willing to speak the God word and follow what he believed God has, you know, put in his life and put in his hand and put in his heart. 
um, no matter what the world would say. And he's brilliant and he's an artist within his own right. And I didn't know that he would even produce it. It was just like a conversation I was having with the Holy Spirit along the way. <laughs> I was more just like, like he sent back the first demo. I cried and I was like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't talked about, you know, any of the producing side of things, but um, I, it was just like this unspoken thing where I was just like, we'll just keep writing and he'll just keep sending demos and we'll just see how we go. And then all of a sudden it's like six songs and I'm like, would, would you maybe want to help? And then he let me know that the Holy Spirit had already had that conversation with him just saying, you need to help this girl. So I'm grateful to God to, you know, the way that he just knits hearts together and the way that he just has the better plan if we're um, willing to be open-handed with it. Yeah. So uh, a song on that album for all my life, that's pro, I think that's my favorite one. I think it is. I don't know. It's hard to choose, hard to choose. Um, But could you just tell us the story behind that song and how, how you wrote it? It was, again, classic God. I feel like if there would be anything that you could glean from my life, it would be God has the best story and it's going to be the one that you don't think. (laughs) Um, It was the last day of writing. We, just to give you like, and I'll give it just in dot points so it's really quick, I promise. Australia was in complete lockdown because we did COVID a little bit differently over there. Um, And I got asked to go sing with a very well-known uh, opera singer in Italy. And that's how I got out of the country. And the way that that happened was someone wrote a letter. He signed it. It went to our government. My government gave me permission to leave the country. Like it was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And so it was a miracle. And once we're out of the country, my husband's like, should we, so I'd been writing on zoom for about a year and a half. And my husband's like, should, Oh, about a year. Sorry. And he said, should we try and get to America and maybe you could try writing in person? which I was like, oh gosh, like I haven't done this successfully. And when I say successfully finishing a song in person yet, so I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do this. So then we left Italy, quarantined away from Italy for two weeks in Mexico, which is ironic. I'll just leave that. And then (laughs) um, America and I was in Nashville and we wrote for three weeks and then I recorded basically six eights of the song uh, of the of the rest of the record mm. in four days, which is all crazy stuff. Like, doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. It's not my like dream situation of like, yeah, like you know. But the Lord yeah. upheld everything and just had the better way. And um, and it was on the last day that we wrote of the writing three weeks. So I was like, kaput. I feel like you yeah. just like, empty-handed, like truly, like I, yeah. I don't know what I have left, Lord. Like I'm done. My husband had to go back to Australia to go to back to work. And so he was quarantining. So he wasn't even there. And um, I just had this conversation with other songwriters, which was John Guerra and Hank Bentley, who's been such a gift. And he co-produced a few of the tracks on the record as well. And we're just talking about life up until that point and what did it look like? And people make all these assumptions of what your life does look like. um, But it looks in reality, maybe a little different. Um, And it was just, I, you know, we start writing this song and then we wrote the chorus and I'm like, this is the story of my entire life. Mm. Like I have, you know, a man, what is that proverb? It's a man makes plans in his heart, but it's actually God who ordains his steps and moves him around. And, you know, and again, hopefully as Christians, we are living like that where we're open-handed and hopefully that will be our approach to everything in life. Like I love this Lord, but whatever you want, I'm always down for that. And so it was kind of this sweet tender moment where I'm like, I would be happy to sing this song for the rest of my life because it's something that I stand behind because it's based on scripture. I literally have no idea what everything's going to look like every season, but God does. And I trust him and I trust his character. And so I'm willing to um, let go. But I feel like just personally, you know, I wrote this before a whole bunch of things had gone on in our uh church world and and still going on in our church world and um and even before my husband and I moved to America we moved in January this year and um sometimes I feel like the Lord we're not allowed to test the Lord but I definitely feel like he's like you know do you believe what you're actually saying what you're 
declaring over people yourself. And I feel like he was allowing me to put legs on my confession in so many different ways. That's good. Uh, So my, my favorite song on the album, I don't, I'm, I don't know if you can have um, too many favorites, but mine (laughs) is narrow road. I really love that song. Um, It's, it's, from start to finish it's a it's a great song and so could you tell me and us and our listeners a little bit about that song oh that's very kind I I really love that one too um this is just like a funny little thing something about when we were writing because again I wrote it on zoom and um something about the left hand moving I called it the Paddington Bear I don't know why. I don't know if the cartoon made it over here um, in America, but it's yep. this cute British bear. Yeah. yeah. I just think, oh, and I would always say to John, can we just make sure we get the Paddington bear? It's just like this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. There's something homely about that. Um, but I wrote that song. Um, personally, I was coming to that session feeling slightly, slightly heavy hearted for one of my friends who um, is an amazing woman of God and she was pastoring a church in the Middle East and um, she was alone essentially, um, didn't have other staff members with her and she was kind of shouldering a lot and um, even just those combinations, um, you know, being a single woman in the Middle East leading a church um, is difficult within itself And she's a woman of character and she loves people and she loves the word of God. And and, um, so I was just feeling deeply for her. And so I wrote this one for her, Mm. Um, you know, you and me on the narrow road, there's more life that I could find anywhere else. And I love that in the message paraphrase, um, there's a verse, I think I'm pretty sure it's Isaiah. Please don't quote me on that. Um, But it's, this line that says, I will give you the fullest life in the emptiest of places. And I know personally, like in seasons of waiting and seasons of, um, you know, in, I mean, in every season of our life, I'm sure we could relate to the fact that, you know, do I really believe that Jesus is enough? Do I really Mm -hmm. believe that if I was to have, you know, I think about Job, I feel very convicted if everything was to be taken away, would I still have the same confession? You know, he gives and he takes. Right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. Like this isn't some kind of easy, like, you know, everything's going well type of, um, you know, confession and gospel. Like, but it's like, do I believe that God is sufficient to be my all in all when the world would perhaps say that I'm in lack or that this isn't enough or, you know, if I'm waiting for that significant other, do I truly believe that life with Jesus is enough? And if he was to never place that person in my life or for whatever reason, like, I don't know. It's just like, again, it's that whole, I guess maybe the undergirding is like when the, when the faith hits, hits the road, when our faith hits the road and it doesn't look like what we expect what will our confession be? And again, I always like every time I think about it, you know, I'm like, Oh, you got to look back as a musician, as a singer, as a songwriter, like what is the soundtrack that you have just put out um, for the season ahead? And I feel like God is kind in the fact that he gives us confessions before we realize that perhaps we need it as well. And so I feel like you're personally challenging as I'm saying this, I'm like, Oh gosh, like we're in a season of as well. And I'm like, do I believe you enough? If you never gave me what I was desiring. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, welcome to the Christian life guys. He has yeah. a sense of humor. Right, yeah. He's the best and he is worthy and all sufficient. And yeah. Amen. Good. Yeah. It reminds me of first Thessalonians where, you know, it says in all circumstances, give thanks that's not just the good ones that's the time when your plans don't go according to plan and things kind of derail and 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 you hit on that when you were talking about uh for all my life you know things aren't necessarily working out that's why those two songs i think are super encouraging because the last two years i think a lot of people had a good taste of what it's like when things don't go according to plan and a lot of people weren't ready for that and so 
I think the the messages are so encouraging and yeah, I think it's it's something that I know I grew in personally <laughs> over the last couple of years, just in my faith and being a father and raising children in the midst of all the stuff that was going on. Um, being able to say nope, this I'm like you said, you mentioned in Job, it's it's coming to that realization of even now, even now, Lord, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, your friend John has a really good song on one of his albums. Uh, about that in the good things and in the hardest parts even in even in the dark i'll follow you i think it's called follow you it's a really good song i mean any, <laughs> any, you know, like anything that john does well my favorite one off his record which i i'm like secretly praying for so i'm like lord just ex like blast him up because i'm like he is i mean lyrically potent he's an insane singer Oh yeah, um, but my favorite one is "Hold On" off his Keeper of Days record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's just yeah. like hold on, hold on, hold on, you close to you. Like it's he oh, he's so good. He also sings a tenor that I could <laughs> never reach. My but then goodness. you know what? If you sing it in the shower, there's just like a bit of extra stress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. it's the right. <laughs> Well, Taya, thanks for chatting about those songs with us. Now comes the part of our podcast where we like to interview our guests. Those were the light questions. We have some heavy-hitting questions now, some deep questions that we're actually going to get into now. Um, it's time to talk politics. No, I'm just kidding. We're not talking politics at all. I was like, I'm um, a David. I'm a David. We have a, <laughs> we have a, uh, we have a segment where we just like to – it's favorite things. We like to ask – uh, you, we're going to give you a category. Just let us know what your favorite thing in that category is. Now, this can be divisive because we do talk about like ice cream sometimes, <laughs> and so there's some yeah. split. There's some split opinions on favorite stuff like that. All right, so we'll start with an easy one. What is your favorite food? Cadbury chocolate. That's its own oh, category yeah. of food. I know. I couldn't say chocolate because if you'll come at me with Hershey's, I feel like I'm not okay i feel terrible and i know it's like i mean i'll just say this i have a friend and she's from um pennsylvania and yeah. i didn't know that hershey's hershey central yeah and I, oh yeah as she said pennsylvania and then because i brought out an australian block of chocolate which is cadbury chocolate and um, I was talking about just American chocolate is terrible. Like someone said, he's a Hershey, you know, eating this. I'm like, oh, what is, like, it's salty. Like that doesn't feel right. And then all of a sudden she looks at me and she's like, I'm from the state of Hershey. And I, I like, yeah, like Duh. literally. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's terrible, but I love you. <laughs> Have you ever had the cat? Okay, wait, just go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say, speaking of food, where from where you're from, uh, are you a Vegemite fan? I am not, and I'm probably an embarrassment to all Australians. <laughs> it's okay. Listen, I don't think we have many Australians okay. listening to our podcast. Yeah. I think you're safe. Don't do it. Although, if you are gonna do it, put it on a thick slice of proper sourdough toast, like the one that has the holes in it, and then you spread it so thinly. Like so thinly that you can hardly see it. Like heaps of gotcha. good butter, and then avocado. So it's more of like a salt. Whereas uh, I think someone, which I'm sure it's happened with you guys as well, someone that said, "Here, have this amazing chocolate spread," and they put it in your mouth. <laughs> someone used to give that out at like our, <laughs> I don't know, prayer group thing that our my parents were going to when we were kids. And um, as a treat, they would give each kid like a little teaspoon and they'd be like, here you go. But I'm like, so I think I'm smart. I'm like, this that's is. Wrong. I don't know. But that's how you think Hershey's tastes is what oh, you're saying. Yeah. Like <laughs> pretty on par. <laughs> I, like, I like the Cadbury eggs that come out at Easter time. Those are oh. so good. Okay. Next time I just need to like. Next time I come through, I need to give you guys caramel. Okay. You haven't lived until you've had Cadbury caramel, mm. and you need to thank the Lord that it's in Australia. 
because it's basically what happened for Chick-fil-A for me here in America. And then I moved and I'm like, this is not a good situation because <laughs> I love it so much. So, so I've, I've had it before. I actually have a friend that lives in Louisville that is from, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I don't remember the town she's from. Um, Adelaide. Aww. She's from Adelaide. And she gave it to us one time. So I, I under, yes, I agree. It you is know, uh, you've lived. You've lived, Jesse. You've lived. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived. I've Taya, lived. what is your favorite movie? Um, it would have to be, I'm pretty sure it's called A Beautiful Life. And Beautiful. it's actually. Yeah, Italian. Well, or A Beautiful Mind. No, I mean, I've heard that one's amazing. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know it's like, everyone's like, you need to watch it. No, this one is, um, it's actually the story of, I think you're thinking of It's a Beautiful Life. Oh, life is Beautiful. Maybe that's it. But it's. Oh yeah, yeah Life is Beautiful. That's it's what like I'm the thinking old of. school film. It talks, it's like during mm-hmm. the, um, when the Holocaust was. World War II. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a father's love for his kid mm-hmm. and the way that he was so sacrificial, which I mean. I, we see Jesus in everything, so I'm also just like, this is what the father did. <laughs> you know, all that. Right, so, yeah. um, But it's also like heartbreaking, so be careful. But it's also beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's my wife and I's favorite movie, and we try to explain it to people that have never seen it. And it's tough because it's also funny. Like, there's comedy. And so yeah. you're trying to explain it, and you're like, well, it's a movie about the yeah. Holocaust. It's a comedy. And people are like, what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not like that. Like, it's so hard to explain because yeah. the movie's so yes. well done. It's just so well done. And you well just done. have that guy's, like, image of, like, like, he's just, that's, yeah. it is yeah. humorous and beautiful and life. So, I love that. All right. What is your favorite show to binge? Oh, my favorite show well, I mean, at the moment, I have a whole season yet to be watched, and I'm so excited to be going on holiday soon. So I'm like, yes, I'm loving The Crown. I can't yeah. lie yeah. because I I definitely love anything that has like a bit of history in there. Yeah. Because um, of you know costuming, but also just the fact that then you can go up later and like you know, I mean, I was gonna say Google it, but I'm like, that's not always like the most reliable. <laughs> 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 But it's also like, I think it humanizes, I mean, the crown, it humanizes the royal family. I'm part of the Commonwealth in Australia. Um, but it's also really sad. And yeah. it's like history repeating itself in so many ways when you like mm. go back and you hear about like Henry, the whatever. And it's like, yeah. 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 It's crazy. History, it's not my ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. Uh, do you have a favorite musician of all time? Favorite musician of all time. Oh. Who would be my favorite musician of all time? I feel like that is so hard. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick your favorite between Phil Wickham, Leland, or Matt Marr, who would be your favorite? <laughs> And don't worry, this will not cause problems in your Leland, very near Leland future. Does listen, Leland <laughs> does listen to our podcast, so I'd be careful. Wow. Um. <laughs> you don't have Her to answer favorite that. artist I'm is Taya, okay? <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. No, I actually grew up, um, I grew up on a, um, no, I didn't. It was Paul, Paul Balash and Lenny LeBlanc. Whoops. I was a match to just be like, I grew up in a Matt Ma. I definitely didn't. Um, it's so hard because I'm also like, uh, I, I mean, Leland's that record when he was like 17, mm. carried to the table. Yeah. I mean, Tears of the Saints, like, yeah. you know, these Great. are yeah. songs that you're just like, what is this beauty? And like, it's just, but then also like, you're beautiful, Phil Wickham. Like, what a song. That made it all the way over the pond and I loved that song and I was just like he's an insane singer um Divine Romance I love of his hey that song Divine Romance I mean 
And then also like he just sung the pants off um, Hymn of Heaven yeah. at the doubles. Like yeah, yeah. that was probably a terrible way of saying that. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but like <laughs> that saying that saying has not made it across the line <laughs> <pond> yet. <laughs> But it officially has. It You've officially heard it here. has. You've heard it here first, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Regret. I, he's just an amazing singer. And he got up there, and I think he had Josh, who was his producer for that, I'm pretty sure, or songwriter. And he was playing the keys, and he was just there by himself. He had a little bit of a track, but I'm like, he can sing. Um, and also Matt Ma. I have so many questions for Matt Ma, because he's... Um, a beautiful Catholic guy who loves Jesus. Yeah. And I feel like I just am going to mm-hmm. ask him all like weird questions about <laughs> <laughs> the church in Italy. And just so I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, my, uh, my nephew's and niece, or my nephew and niece, Jesse, your, your um, kids think that I look like, yeah, my kids think that I look like Matt Marr, a younger Matt Marr without white hair yet. <laughs> It's because when we see him, like if we'll see Matt Marr like on TV or I don't know interviews or something, my kids always go, "It's like the older Uncle Chris, right? That guy, he's the one that sings that song." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's older, it's older Uncle Chris. That's him." Yeah. I mean, kids can be brutal, and the fact that they said an old Uncle Chris, then you're like, "There you go." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. great with the old white hair. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have a dream duet? A dream duet. Well, I did sing with John Guerra on the record and after hearing his stuff before knowing him, um, that was like, I love that. And he's a a freak singer as well. Um, Dream duet. I can't really say who the other person is and I go to sing with that person. I'm like, oh, who would it be? I mean, do you put someone in like Stevie Wonder? Yeah, yeah. We get him a lot, actually. He, yeah, he is probably he gets mentioned more than anyone else on this podcast, as far as when we ask that I love question. That. I feel like I mean, he's just an absolute powerhouse in all the ways, and I mean, he's got yeah, soul like nobody else. Yeah. He's a musician's musician, yes. right? Oh my gosh, 100%. Yeah, I feel like... Who else would I love Joni Mitchell, too. Like, I loved her... Yeah, so many songs from back in the day as well. Yeah, probably Steve <laughs> Wonder. I'll go with Steve. He's called All right. Steve. I'm friends, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, your best American accent, and go. Well, I don't know uh, where am I from because I'm from the south. And I'm <laughs> Listen, I knew you were going to do I, that. I'm guessing sweetie for you, but I could like be from California, and it's a totally different um, accent. Like I need to practice a lot, so if I say like a lot. That's a terrible assumption, but I'm pretty sure I'm from Cali, so. <laughs> Jesse, tell her about what we talked about with Leland. With it's so funny because, so, okay, yeah. Okay, well, a couple things. We had we were talking to Luke uh, Smallbone from King and Country, for from for King and Country, and we had him do it, and he did a southern accent right off the bat. He was like, well, I can do it if I'm from the South. And I was like, is that like the Stereotypical. most popular like American accent in Australia? I, you know, because um, Americans, when we do Australian, we just sound like Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> like that's exactly what we try to do. Or we or we try to do like, you know, like Steve Irwin. Like we, or we, we always try to go for like the the most Australian, you know, of, of Australian accents. But. You did a good job. Um, What was the one, Jacob Leland? Oh, yeah. We were talking with Leland about how the Australian accent has, uh, we we find it more spiritual. Like, there's a big difference between 
uh, someone saying, like, if you're on stage in a, in a worship night or something, and an American goes up there and they say, the Lord reigns, people are like, amen. But if an Australian goes up there and says, the Lord reigns, it's like goosebumps, <laughs> spirit falls out, like tambourines words, and everything. But just that accent. <laughs> and so, like, we were talking with Leland and we're convinced that when you get to heaven, God is going to have an Australian accent. He's not going to say, hey, well done. He's going to say, well done. <laughs> Good and faithful. Well done. You know, it's going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to have some cool, like, surely some Arabic, like, thick accent or something. Be awesome. But, no, no, I, f- I feel like truly as an Australian, um, how can I, I would call myself when I hear the accent, I'm like, oh gosh, like there's the Australian accent. To me, it sounds like a bogan, which I think is a version of, and perhaps is why we always go to the Southern slightly redneck accent a little <laughs> bit, which is what we're, which is, I guess the bogan Australianism is similar to the redneck Americanism. And so maybe we feel a bit of a kindred spirit together. I think that's what it is. That's a really kind way of saying it. <laughs> coming, coming to so do you have a favorite? <laughs> do you have a favorite podcast? Here? Um, yes, and I was gonna say two because that's like a silly one from Australia, which is just like. I don't even know what it's called, but my husband, we just play it all the time. Hamish and Andy, it's just these two radio jocks that then kind of, yeah, just made themselves into a podcast and they're just idiots together, but they're really funny and it's like G rated. So you're not, you know, hearing any swear words or anything. Um, But the other one that I love is by Tim Mackey, which is, um, is it exploring my strange Bible or discovering my strange Bible? And it's basically, um, he's the guy that does the Bible project or one half of the Bible project. And he's an amazing, um, okay. preacher, pastor, sharer of the Bible and, you know, speaks Hebrew and gives such depth to the Bible like nothing else. And he put, he was a pastor at door of hope in, he was Portland, Oregon, um, for quite a few years. And they put all of his sermons that he, um, had preached there onto um, Spotify and um, he, yeah, he, again, he just teaches the Bible like not many people that I know and in depth and actually figuring out what scripture is saying and in context with, you know, not just picking out one verse and then coming up with a really cool story and then be like, and these are my three takeaways, but it's like, this is what the word of God says and um, this is what was going on around this um, context and to the point where after hearing some of the messages um, my husband and I changed the way that we pray before we eat our food Um, at some point uh, we turned it around from being focused to God which is like a bless like blessing him for giving us this food (laughs) I don't know why but it just makes me giggle because I'm like ah humans we're amazing where we just turned it on ourselves and we said, please bless this food to my body. Um, please bless the hands, you know, yeah. um, which is usually your own at the time. And what it's actually meant to be, we bless your name if you're the king of the world and the creator of all the fruit of the vine. Amen. We bless your name, Jesus. So, which is so, again, it just makes me giggle. And so, um, yeah, so that's a podcast that I'm loving. It's true. It, it's like you know, I never thought of it like that way either. But I think of the um, um, the religious leader that was giving his gift, and he said, "Lord, thank you that I am able to give so much money." We're kind of like saying, "Lord, thank you for the food that I made, and bless my hands for preparing it." You know? It's so true. Yeah, I'm like, we love to take credit for what we really did not do. Like, thank you, Jesus, for the fact that I have this job. Thank you for bringing me here. Thank you for um, giving me another day to breathe because you didn't have to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of taking credit for things, um, 
do you have a third favorite podcast maybe that you like yes so there's this other one called um christian music guys podcast um, oh okay we'll have to check them out oh yeah we've heard we've heard yeah. good things we've heard good things <laughs> do you have uh, a favorite bible verse yes it would be romans 12 in the message okay paraphrase um i was 17 when i read that message uh bible and it was for the first time and scripture kind of came alive to me and it's kind of what i've come back to you know over I invited the Lord into my heart when I was five in my bedroom with my mom, and I'm 33 now. I'm terrible at math, so that's 28 years <laughs> of walking with Jesus um, as my Lord and Savior. And it's something that I keep coming back to, and it's um, bring your everyday life before the Lord. You're eating, you're sleeping, you're walking around, you know, general walking around life. Um, and place it before him as an offering. This is your holy, and I'm mixing a couple of the versions, but this is your holy and pleasing worship. Um, and I think it's just that reminder of um, it's an everyday thing. It's And it's not just the area that people see. It's not just when you stand on a platform, but it's in the way that I honor God with. I feel convicted when I say it because I'm like, oh, I could totally eat a little healthier and exercise a little bit more. Um, but this is, you know, a temple of the Holy Spirit. Am I honoring God with not just what I'm eating, but what I'm like watching, what I'm listening to, um, in walking around life? Like, do I walk around hopefully obedient to the Holy Spirit? Hopefully I am. And am I listening to his little promptings, you know, even encouraging people and going to say hi to someone or, um, not withholding good when I have it within my hand to extend that to other people as well in my everyday life. And, um, yeah, I hope that it would be a, um, I mean, Oswald Chambers kind of says it the best. And maybe I say it as someone who we kind of live a slightly weird life where we're up on the peak of the mountaintop a lot. Um, we're actually, made for the valley we're not made for the mountaintop those moments are meant to be moments of inspiration and oswald chambers talks about it in his devotional a lot my utmost for his highest it's my favorite one i've been reading it for years and i read it every day and um, yeah yeah and he just talks about how we're actually made for the valley mm. and we're actually it's in the drudgery of everyday life that our faith is seen and what we believe in and um and again i say that hopefully every response that I've said in this whole interview, I say as someone who is alongside and someone who has not nailed it and just ask my family because <laughs> they would say, yeah, she's a work in progress. Um, yeah. And these are things that I would hope I would be like in the future as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Hey, thanks for sharing. Uh, so Taya, We've mentioned um, in January uh, you're going to be on the sing-along tour with Phil and Matt and Leland. Uh, what is the best way for our listeners to keep up with you and what you have going on? Oh, that's very kind. Um, I'm so excited to be out with all of these, I was going to say guys, I feel like I'm just always gaining extra brothers. I never got any in the natural, so I'm getting yeah. them all in the spiritual. Like These are my brothers. Um, that's awesome. And they're all, again, powerhouse singers, songwriters, um, amazing pillars, you know, in our Christian music community. And so to get to be with them and glean from them, um, yeah, and just who knows what's going to come out of it, whether they're songs or just, again, great community. Um, but, yeah, I'm, the best way would be, I feel like a ninny saying it, but um, – just Instagram. I feel like it's the easiest way because there's always like links of like terrorofficial.com. That's kind of the, um, the, the webpage address. So yeah. yeah. I yeah, apologize. You know, I think I flown, forgot what I was trying to answer. Just <laughs> Well, you'll, you'll, yeah. so you'll be on, <laughs> that's uh, why we post that. It. Tour, you know, no worries. No worries. You'll be on tour too with Mercy Me, correct? Coming up in the spring. Yes. Cool. Yes. That literally just got announced and, I mean, 
yeah, it's going to be a busy spring, but I'm so excited because, um, again, God is so kind in the way that, and in the way that he orchestrates things. And I believe he does know 1000% best. And, um, it was a year that we released the record. It's been out for like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, all these plans that we had to like tour, it kind of looked a little different than what we had expected. And so I feel very blessed to be able to say that I'm so pumped to come out with Phil and Matt and Leland and then with Mercy Me and um, Micah as well in the spring and to get to, you know, for the first time, hopefully with a few other people, not just myself, um, you know, bring these songs to life and get to share them with people um, because that's, you know, hopefully – um, it helps them resonate in with other people in the season that they're going through and, and encouragement to them. So I'm so excited. <laughs> so Taya, to, to wrap up, we'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life, maybe even recently that would help build our listeners faith. Yes. Um, I mean, the Lord is always speaking. I just don't know if we always put ourselves in the position that we can hear. Um, so maybe, maybe that's what I would encourage people uh, to do is, you know, uh, kind of what we're talking about with Romans 12, take your everyday life and place it before God as an offering. Um, you know, in, in other versions, it says in view of God's mercy, um, God has done everything for us to be able to have a relationship with him to, you know, through his son, Jesus, we actually get to have communion with him. And through the Holy Spirit, we get to know what God thinks about certain things and what the mind of Christ is. And so I love that we um, we have so much access, but I hate that we settle for so little of it. And so I would just encourage people, um, you know, in all the busyness of even, you know, as the year's winding down and perhaps even like maybe increasing in, in, our, in our social settings, um, making sure that we are placing ourselves before God, making sure that we are taking time personally. It has to be each day because if I'm not, I'm not a good person because I have not come to the rock and steadied myself and placed myself before him and repented of things that have gone on in the other days. And, you know, um, the Lord is really the only one who can truly wipe the slate clean and allow us to start fresh. Um, And I love that, you know, his mercy is in you for us every morning. And so, for me, it's looked like just, and again, I say that as someone who is trying to put this in practice and doesn't always nail it. Um, but I've just known that when I don't have that time with God, I'm not a great person, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I need that steady time with Him. And when I spend time with Him in the morning, it could look like, um, you know, we're meant to come into the, the presence of God with thanksgiving before we are to, you know, present our request before Him, before we commune with Him. It's actually meant to come in with the password thank you with gratitude like it says in psalm 100 and so putting on some worship music and with no one else around um or maybe if you got little people like let them be around and just worship the king and um thank him thank him that you have breath that you have another day and um and pray the will of god you know on earth as it is in heaven may your will be done today god you know more than i do and you know better than i do and i want what you have for us for today um and then placing or even the little task before him having you know we're meant to meditate on scripture and perhaps it's just sitting on that one verse and you know um if you have a whole lot of time totally have a little soak in the presence of god like i guarantee that your day is going to be better because of it and um, you're going to grow in your communion with the Lord and your um, hopefully our hearing gets better, getting to hear all the little God drops and the little moments that the Holy Spirit's prompting us to do certain things. Um, but even if it's just five minutes, mm. um, I feel like if you just tried five minutes, even for, you know, in the weeks leading up to Christmas, um, I guarantee you're going to be like, I'm 1000% better for spending even just that little moment with God and, um, let's not settle for little access. Let's go all in. Yeah, that's good. Amen. Right on. That's good. Absolutely. Well, Taya, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us this evening. Thank and you. um, you're, so you'll be on tour this early, late winter with 
the sing-along tour with Phil and Matt Marr and Leland and then uh, Spring with Mercy Me. And uh, I want to encourage you with something. I really think uh, when you do your shows coming up that you should do your country accent, American accent, <laughs> instead of your Australian yeah. accent. Yeah, start, start, start with, with that, that straight yeah, up. Say, that. hi, y'all doing? My name is yeah. Tay, and I got a couple songs for y'all. And, you know, I think it would be amazing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's perfect. I feel like people will be like, like, so confused. Is she, is she making fun yeah, of us? or, I mean, something that sweet people that come over and live in Australia just just for a short amount of time then they go back to America and they put on a little bit of a twang and I'm like I don't know if we can pick it up yeah. as quickly as that but <laughs> I will say like I mean I do love the Australian accent because I don't know maybe it's just it's an easy pick up like as soon as you speak people are like oh. yeah. but who knows maybe I will Hey y'all, it's Tay here. I got some songs for you, but I feel like I'm so there you go. yeah, Bogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, and thanks again, Taya, for chatting with us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. Please leave a five star review on our podcast; it is much appreciated. Follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. We are a listener-supported podcast. You can become a part of the community financially at christianmusicguys.com. We are so grateful for all of our supporters. While you're there, go ahead and check out our latest blog. Thanks again. See you next week.